0: Hello and welcome to another episode of Consumer Guide for Normal People. I'm Simon and as always I'm joined by Caroline and Lucy of the One Roof Financial Team. And today we're going to be talking about wellbeing finances. To help us through this we have a wellbeing consultant, Bally from Bally B. Hello Bally.
1: Hello Simon, it's lovely to be here.
0: Tell us a bit about yourself.
1: So I'm Bally and I've been in my field for about 20 years. I work with clients who are experiencing stress, anxiety and various other mental health issues based on lots and lots of things. Um, And I'm here today to talk about anxiety and finance.
0: Brilliant, thank you. Right, so to kick things off, let's go over to Lucy in Stats Corner because she's dying to give us some stats on this. Over to you, Lucy.
2: Thank you, Simon. So, um, yeah, something that we found in this area from a study by Perkbox was that uh, money is the biggest cause of stress in the UK, being 61% um, of of people's stress reasons, which, of course, is extremely high. And they also found that uh, over a quarter of adults experience financial stress on a daily basis. So every single day, those people are worried about their financial situation, which is, of course, a lot of people.
1: Um, So what are your thoughts on that, Bally? Okay, I, I, I definitely agree with that, and those stats certainly are paid quite high. Um, I guess people that come in to speak with me, they, they, they wouldn't say they're stressed. I don't think people often recognize how worried or stressed they are, but actually just hearing you talk about those, um, it's interesting.
3: I think it's the daily figure. And, you know, for someone to have to wake up every single day and the first thing they think of is, I'm worried about money or how am I going to pay that bill today? That is a terrible situation mm. to be in. And I think people need to seek help, whether that be the help of a friend or someone they can rely on, someone they can trust to talk to. There are also so many resources out there. So from a practical perspective. There's charities that specialise in this area. You can even contact Citizens Advice um, who give a more general um, approach. But I would always say the very, very first thing you should do from a practical side is contact whoever the provider is so whether it be an energy bill that you you can't pay so you and energy bills come through the post and you think oh my goodness where am I going to find that money first thing you should always do is contact the provider themselves directly they have specialist teams set up to deal specifically with this they will never dismiss you they will try and do everything they can to help and they, it's not as scary as people think. Because I think that's what people do. They they worry and think, oh, what are they going to think of me? Or they won't be able to do anything anyway because I've still got to pay that bill. But it's the fact that they might allow them to pay it in smaller amounts over a longer period of time. Um, so I think from from that, from a financial uh, advisor perspective, that's probably the first thing that I would say or suggest. However, people, it takes them a while to get to that because they've got all of those other worries and it might be affecting other areas of their life. So, I mean, I don't know if you have any personal experience, Bally, where someone has
1: inherently
3: come to you about something, but actually, deep down, it's another issue altogether.
1: That's a really good question. Um, Yes, absolutely. I think finances kind of rule a lot of our lives. Um, Finances tend to be, as we've heard from the stats and we've heard from Lucy, what we're kind of seeing is on a daily basis, people kind of saying, I am worried about my finances. So it could be anything from kind of food to to kind of their bills and their rents. And I, I suppose one of the other things is that when we kind of break down these stats, what we know is that one of the bigger parts of finances is paying your bills or or paying your rent or paying your mortgage because that tends to be a bigger payment so something I would often say is and you gave some really great advice there about charities but one of the things that you could do for yourself is literally get yourself a notebook and start writing into it and saying what do I owe and when do I owe it because a lot of times people don't realize they're doing this thinking daily but they're not actually being productive with it 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 kind of it's a bit like it's, it's It's a habit of thinking and they're kind of building up this really big picture that may be a lot smaller if they were to write it down and just break down kind of where does the money need to go and when does it need to go there.
3: That is really good.
2: Yeah, that's really interesting and and a really good way to sort of make it seem less daunting as well. So uh, what would you say would be a good way to, uh, for people who maybe don't feel that they can write down everything, is there different coping strategies that you would maybe suggest?
1: So some of the coping strategies I would certainly suggest if people don't want to get a notebook out and they don't want to write things down is to think about things that would help them in a situation where they're feeling overwhelmed. Because I think um, stress, anxiety is kind of a sense of, of kind of thinking something through so much and that the thought just feels bigger than anything else. So what I would certainly recommend is things... You know, things like, um, is there anybody that you can trust that you could talk to about that? It could be any anything from um, a sibling that's been through the situation, a friend that's been through the situation, a service that you could use. There's, there's always kind of um, coaching and counseling services that you can use, and I appreciate that might not be your first go-to. And, and also, even kind of contacting um, a service like yourself, Caroline, just to kind of uh, check in with, actually, this is how I feel. What can I start doing? Um, so, if you don't want to write down, think about who you can go to and start airing how you feel. We often, t- in my field with well-being, we often talk about sometimes things need to be talked about because they're they're kind of locked in your head. So, just by kind of airing it with somebody else can give you a little bit of perspective. Uh, there's also things like um, using. Uh, kind of creative things that can help you so anything from getting a jigsaw out to knitting you know if you want to kind of take your mind off something for a few moments Um, and you've always enjoyed knitting or crocheting or sewing these are all very creative things the reason I'm kind of focusing on creative things is because a lot of times thinking goes on very much in our analytic heads Um, but there's an emotion attached to it So by kind of taking ourselves out of our heads, what we do is just kind of a little bit like kind of parking something and coming back to it with a bit more clarity. So, again, uh, Lucy, great question. So coloring books, jigsaws, uh, a nice music list, favorite song that you like that just chirps you up for a few moments, takes us away from that distraction of overthinking. Is that helpful?
2: Yes, very. Yeah. And I mean, personally, when I get quite overwhelmed, um, I think that I just try and almost dissect the situation myself and try and calm myself down. And everyone obviously
3: deals with things in a different way, don't they? Oh, absolutely. Um, I tend to find I'm more physical with how I react to stress. So recently, my shoulders have been absolutely terrible. As I get quite You know, annoyed with things at the office or at home, just in daily life. I feel my shoulders just coming up around my ears and. And staying in that for any period of time, it just honestly, my shoulders have been absolutely killing me. So um, this is quite a new thing for me. I've I've never really, I must have been the stamp duty holiday um, because we've just been so crazily busy. Um, I mean, the stamp duty holiday has helped an awful lot of people, but it has been really stressful for our industry and also the legal industry as well. Um, So I've been finding that actually, doing a few little exercises at work, so even just a few stretches, um, but also trying to kind of just step away from a desk just for just for 10 minutes and just try and, you know, just have a little break. Um, and I've also been having massages, which is a little treat for myself. It's one of my favourite things to do. Um, so it's, it's probably very, very different to, to other people, but, uh, yeah, I, I certainly feel it physically rather than anything else. Yeah.
2: And, yeah. yeah and uh, I'm sure that just show sort of how everyone is so different and you know whether it's going out for a walk or um you know getting out a coloring book and maybe you know just just having a bit of play being creative um it, it's all different ways of coping isn't it
1: absolutely and I think you've got to remember that when people are kind of changing strategies that you do have to actively change them because a lot of people get a bit confused and think I should just be able to do this but actually it's a you know When we're thinking about finances, as I said to you earlier, we're kind of very much in our heads and we're thinking about all the kind of doubts that we might have. So what we're trying to do is kind of park those doubts just for a moment. We're not saying ignore them. We're not saying they don't exist. We're saying let's just park them. Let's just reset what we're doing. So in in terms of the brain, let's just reset it and that reset can happen through anything, such as you've said, Lucy, uh, the, the, the walking, the colouring, the jigsaws, the knitting, something creative. And as you've rightly said, I mean, massages are just delightful. Yes. <laughs> 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 So I I think there's a a number of things that people can do. I think the key is to recognize we're stressed, though, or we're worried or we're going into anxiety, which would be those kind of physical symptoms that are now matching what we're thinking. So people would come in and say things like, you know, um, you've kind of mentioned your shoulders, uh, Caroline. Um, It's kind of the tension that's where the tension is carried. So just by recognizing that your body posture and your your tension is there, that's kind of the, the, the conscious connection. So once we've got a conscious connection, which is that kind of, I know this is happening and it's happening because I'm thinking about this, we can then activate the kind of next stage, which is, what can I do? And sometimes it's really useful just to have a little bit of an internal dialogue just to maybe even say to ourselves, um, or I suppose at this point I could just share something I do, which is, as you and Lucy have, where what I would do is I tend to get a book out. I just grab a notebook. I've always got them around me. And I will just generally start writing things like, um, oh, God, this feels big. What is it, though? So I will literally just start writing down things that I'm feeling overwhelmed about. It could be anything from kind of answering too many emails. It could be, you know, the phone call that I need to do a bit of research on. But when everything comes together, it kind of feels too much. So I start writing it down and just start saying to myself, "Okay, so what could I do now? And this kind of sense of what can I do now just just stops the brain from overthinking and takes you into the moment. And that's what we need to kind of just pause. I only need a few seconds. So we're not looking at five minutes or 10 minutes. We're looking at a few seconds that will just calm us down.
3: So something as simple as maybe creating a budget planner. So absolutely, um, I think with people and covid a lot of people have had a reduction in their earnings so whether you've been affected by um you know furlough etc so i think people have thought actually you know let's take the time to have a look at what we spend each month so let's have a look at what's coming in so what your net income is and then looking at every single bill that you pay is there anything you can get rid of is there something that actually you know whilst you've always paid for the national lottery by direct debit why not just Step away from that and, and have that money back into your budget. So, I think having something practical like that, Lucy and I favour a spreadsheet. We're big spreadsheet fans. As
2: long as it's colour coded, it has to be colour coded. <laughs> yeah, so you
3: can have direct debits, one colour. <laughs> um, but, you know, joking aside, just by penning out what do we spend? Or what can you spend? So everybody overspends somewhere in their life. Could you reduce the spend in that area to just try and encourage that feeling of being in control, knowing what your plan is? Uh, that that could really, really help.
1: The thing I'd add to that is that I don't want people taking away things that they really enjoy. So, for example, you know, I'm a big Netflix fan. I really am I love you know that's part of my escapism again something I would do is to kind of go and switch on Netflix and kind of have a have an episode of something so if if I was kind of reducing my cost I wouldn't want to take Netflix away somebody else's might be the gym it might be a night out it might be kind of a budget for your clothing so what I would say is make a budget um or, or list where your money's going and maybe keep one of the things that you really enjoy, because for your mental health, that's going to be kind of useful because that's where the dopamine is going to come in. Yeah,
2: yeah brilliant. And would you say in general that um, improving your mental health would have a really it would also improve your finances in some ways?
1: So mental health kind of is the is is the wholeness isn't it and what we what we're looking to always do is say well do you know if i've if i've slept well if i've ate well if my finances are well because again you know different surveys tell us that being accountable for our health and our sleep and our finances gives us a good platform so i'd say yes so although you know somebody could be very very stressed and manages their finances very well what i would say is it's always good to kind of have a checklist of how your mental health is If you're a worrier, you're going to worry about your finances, you're going to worry about your health, you're going to worry about all those other things. But keep mental health kind of as a priority. So, you know, have a look at what you do do and how you do it. And if you're not doing something, then implement some really small strategies. Anything from like we we, we were saying earlier from, you know, grabbing that 10-minute walk every day, not because you're stressed, but because actually it clears mental health or it helps with your mental health.
3: It gives you a little bit of priority as well. Absolutely. So I think there are lots of people out there who have demanding jobs and have a lot of responsibility in their job and they almost put themselves second to that and when you are self-employed you generally don't have allocated breaks and you don't have allocated holidays even Um, so an employee may have a dedicated half an hour lunch break so they can get out of their office and and do something Um, so I, I think that if you have an opportunity and have a scheduled break and you're legally entitled to a break if you work more than so many hours a day. So using that break to prioritize yourself and making sure you eat and making sure that, you know, you take that breath of fresh air if you can. Uh, I think that's something that's really, really important.
1: Really, really important. I would say movement is, is a really big part of mental health. I know that sometimes, you know, um, as well-being coaches, we might kind of focus on the uh, kind of the part of the brain that's doing the thinking. But actually, we need to mirror that with the creative side just to get the balance. Like a lot of things, everything has to be the balance. So if at the moment, you know, you're sitting worrying about your finances, then right now I'd be saying to you, you know, write your list of finances and then kind of go and give yourself 10 minutes of doing something different, whether that's kind of making yourself a cup of tea, grabbing that walk, the music, all of those wonderful things we've mentioned. Even the massage, if you can get one booked in in the next 10 minutes. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Anything that's going to help you. There. I know
3: some workplaces have um, barbers and massage therapists come into the workplace yeah. And you have like a little massage whilst you're at your desk.
1: Sounds beautiful. Uh, I'm up I, for that one. Yeah, definitely, one. definitely.
3: Yeah. Maybe that's something yeah. we need to implement at One Roof Financial. Uh, yeah, I think that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> and I've also met um, on various networking groups. I've met yoga instructors that come into workplaces and will do yoga for people. So I think Absolutely. well-being and people um, who are at work and work for for these bigger companies, they are getting those really nice little extras.
1: Absolutely. I mean, you know, sometimes I go into workplaces when there's, um, unfortunately, sometimes it could be crisis-based, but other times it is just to go in and kind of mooch around people to kind of check in with how are you, what do you do, just to kind of get them starting to think about how are they looking after their well-being? What is it that they do do? I think well-being is so underestimated. And I think COVID, this, this period, has really got us all thinking kind of what can I do differently, you know, this huge shift in the way we work and how we look at our finances has really created this self-care kind of part of it as well. So there's some really kind of good points here being made. Yeah,
2: definitely, definitely, Bally, yeah. And um, a survey by Money and Mental Health, um, they they surveyed 5,500 people nearly and found that 86% of people said that their financial problems were made worse, Sorry, made their mental health worse. So that just goes to show that, as much as um, the financial problems might seem very overwhelming, uh, if you really try and work on yourself and improve the way you you're looking at the problem, then maybe you know there's a solution, and maybe you'll be able to help yourself out of that situation a bit better by having a clear head, um, and don't let the stress sort of be too overwhelming
1: think the key thing is that money is is a really big factor in people's lives because in our western world we do you know that's a driver for us you know money allows us to do all of the things that we're doing so if you kind of think about money being something that's fundamental to you you know sometimes people will put it over their own health you know i've got to earn because i've got x y and z then we've got to kind of take it really seriously you know we've got to kind of step back and go gosh, you know, if my finances aren't right and they're the biggest part of me, then how do I, you know, because it will impinge on your mental health just through stress, the body changing, kind of how it works for you, more cortisol, more adrenaline in the body, the way we think changes because obviously the stress factors are kind of creating that for you. So I think it's about having a plan. And I think, again, you know, Caroline, if anybody was calling into you, and saying, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking to do X, Y, Z, I think the first point might be to start looking at, well, you know, where are you? What are your stress factors in this? Because it's always useful to give somebody a little bit of relief around, well, actually, we can look at this differently. What's your thoughts?
3: Yeah, I completely agree. And I think one thing that I was thinking about whilst you were talking about that was, how can we recognise it in other, in other people? Because it might be that someone rings and they seem quite you know normal on the phone, mm. don't seem stressed, but it's how do I recognise that there might be something that needs to be picked up on?
1: Yeah, really great question. Uh, and I think uh, for me, uh, obviously it's a job I do on a daily basis, I would always go in with a, a brief assessment. So we can always use kind of things like the scale, where we kind of say between one and 10, where are you? You know, um, if we check out people's kind of habits we might say things like, oh, do you find yourself eating more? You know, are you a smoker? Are you smoking more? You know, are you relying on kind of substances to kind of help you? Or are you not eating? Are you a healthy eater and not eating? So there's kind of fundamental things that we can check out. You know, what's your sleep like at the moment? You're going for a mortgage. You're looking at finances. You know, are you sleeping okay? Are you eating okay? Are you still accessing your social networks? Because, again, as much as we tend to think social networks aren't that important, I I think during the COVID period we've realised just what a huge source they are for us. So I would be saying to you, do a, do a small checklist of checking in with people and saying, hey, how are you sleeping? How are you eating? How do you generally feel about this? And and for you, that will give you some insight into kind of how somebody's behaving or how their behavior has changed around it.
3: Yeah, and I suppose what we need to also talk about is if someone's in a large company and they've got work friends, it's, it's noticing changes in them and could you do a little something that might help them? So I think that, that would be really good to, to know. So is there any kind of telltale signs where you can... I mean, is it irritability? Is it...
1: It's... Uh, the human behaviour tends to work from this principle that I need to be OK. You know, we're, we're, we're kind of always working with this the survival of, of being human. I think sometimes as much as I would like to say you know check out for irritability check that somebody's not sleeping very well I think I think it's a little bit harder than that um, because there there is no checklist and I kind of know that if I was really stressed my colleagues may not get to know of it because you know I might be thinking I've got to manage it but I think the key is to kind of approach somebody and say hey I've noticed something different you know if if your colleague that sits next to you every day always has a cup of coffee in the morning and you've found for the last five days they're not and you're hearing them say, oh, you know, it's got too expensive. Maybe it's about checking in and saying, hey, what's up? You know, so go in very tentatively because mental health is just such a huge field and I just think people don't always feel that they want to put it out there.
3: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so... (laughs) What about then professional help? So everybody's heard of, like, CBT and counselling and this. So what What actually are all of the different... Because you've got hypnotherapy, so it's, it's such wide-ranging. How do you know what's right for who?
1: I think the principle would be that you would always work with kind of what the, what the person is saying. So if I had an inquiry and they're saying to me, I'm anxious um, at work... Uh, it's about checking out what the anxiety is. So, again, I think Lucy mentioned she she sits down and dissects her thought process. So I'd be kind of working with something like that. Sometimes males and females like different types of therapy. So CBT, cognitive behavioral therapy, may work very well if you're doing a lot of thinking. Because uh, the purpose is to kind of dissect the thought process and to kind of claim it and then to recognize we need to change it. Um and, and other times people just want to air where they are, which is which, which kind of sounds a little bit strange, doesn't it? But clients come into therapy and the kind of thing you might hear them say is, I don't tell people this. So you, you often get a sense of how private it is for them. And what they want to be able to do is just to kind of talk it out I think we're in a world where sometimes just talking about things kind of seems a bit airy-fairy. But you've always got to remember that the professional you're working with will be accustomed to that process. So we're trying to pick up cues that are gonna support you through that. You you mentioned hypnotherapy. Hypnotherapy and finances, um, although it may be something you access hypnotherapy for, hypnotherapy is often around kind of looking at replacing kind of how we're thinking about something. Um, all therapy requires us to to kind of work on ourselves so I'd hate for anybody listening to this thinking oh you know I'm going to go into a therapist and they're going to kind of do it for me we will give you the skills um, to work on and we often suggest and request really I mean it sounds it sounds awful doesn't it you know we really want you to be looking at what you're looking to change through your own time as well so as you rightly mentioned, there's a lot of therapies out there. There's there's anything from Freudian work to CBT to NLP. And it really depends on kind of knowing what you want. So I would say to anybody listening, have a think about what you would want from talking to a professional. So what I mean by that is um, have a sense of, you know, am I working on my anxiety with finances? Am I working with redundancy? And how is that going to affect me? You know, what do I want somebody to hear? What is it that I want to change? And I know they seem like really big questions because clients that come into therapy are just looking for some support, some help. They want to make changes. But from a therapist perspective, it's always great when clients are coming in and saying, I kind of know what I sort of want. And (laughs) as loose as that sounds, we can often work with that because we're there to kind of dissect that and start looking at kind of where we take them. Is that helpful?
3: Yeah, really, really is. So if anybody listening is feeling that they're a bit overwhelmed and are just thinking of something that they can do now just to get them through the next few days, is there any kind of top tips or little self-care things that you might be able to suggest?
1: Absolutely. I mean, first, I just want to draw on what everybody's said here. Uh, about whether it was yourself with kind of recognizing your shoulders, Lucy recognizing her thought process. I think they're really good tips and they're things that we can kind of capture really, really quickly. Um, The top tips would be to to kind of get yourself up. And so if you're sitting down thinking about it and you kind of think this is overwhelming, it's too much for me, move yourself, you know, go and do 10 star jumps. Just, Just moving your body often really helps. It just kind of shifts the energy that you were in. And then there's anything from kind of getting a piece of paper out and writing it down. Um, go and find your favorite playlist. Keep it handy. I mean, maybe, maybe have these things at hand so that you can access them because you feel like that. So one of the skills that I always try and teach clients is have a list of things that really work for you. You know, anything from that notebook to the coloring book to jigsaws, to the knitting, to the crocheting, to the sewing. You know, no point saying I love sewing if you haven't got a sewing machine. So so think about what you've already got there and what really helps you. Anything from baking, you know, um, if you've got flour in the cupboard and you want to bake, go and bake something. It doesn't have to be perfect. The purpose here is to kind of take you away from what you're thinking and how you're feeling And then what you can do is once you've done what you've done, you can go back to kind of your thinking. uh, And at that stage, use a notebook and say, right, what is it I'm trying to work out here? So really kind of use yourself um, to to work on what you're needing at that time. It's not easy. It's new. So you've got to learn these skills. uh, Because, again, a lot of people kind of think I should just know it. um, And we don't. It's not something we get taught in schools. It's just something we kind of grow up and do and it's experiential. So, A, be kind to yourself. Acknowledge that you're stressed or anxious or overthinking or sleeping too much or eating too much. Acknowledge it first. That's always the first set of skills that you need. And then move into what could help me right now, which are the bits that we've just talked about there. Uh, And once you've done that and you feel it kind of continues, that's where maybe you can start looking at additional networks that could really support you, such as um, services, yourself, other services that are out there that can be used. And I know that those will be put out on the um, on the details.
3: Yeah, absolutely. That's absolutely brilliant, Bally. I think it's really important for everybody to recognise that this is a really common thing. Humans, we're, we're human. And we are going to experience these things in our life. And telling somebody is never the wrong thing to do. As long as you're telling the right person, someone who can sympathize mm. and, you know, even if they just don't do anything but listen, just having someone there mm. can be a really, really big help. So I think we all need to make sure that we're aware of people around us. And like you said, checking in and saying, oh, you." Are you okay? And you seem a bit quiet today when they're not normally quiet. Just just doing something and being aware and never know, it could make someone's day.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think also, you know, one of the other things I'd say is if, if anybody is going into this area at the moment where they're looking to buy or looking to explore, you know, have a plan uh give yourself a couple of weeks um to look you know say to yourself right i'm going to give myself a week just to look at the services out there where could i start what could i listen to i mean this is an amazing podcast that people could be listening into to get hints and tips and there's various ones out Um, and use that time whatever amount of time you allocate yourself use it don't be impatient because um, a lot of these things require kind of what we call process, which is, you know, the mind is changing all the time. You know, we might be thinking something, somebody else mentions something else. Give yourself time to look into it. Don't rush into it. Don't kind of put yourself in a situation that encourages that stress to be there. And also just be aware of your character type. You know, I'm somebody that doesn't overly worry about things until the last minute, but I also have a lot of people in my life that worry about a lot of things a lot earlier on. So it really is just working out where you are in your own character. So if you're a big thinker, then if you're looking for some finances or you're not good with your finances, that's going to worry you a lot earlier on than somebody like myself who would maybe think of it at the last minute. So just be aware of how you're thinking, how you're feeling and how you behave in these situations. And that's where I'm kind of encouraging people to kind of list it and log it and talk it through and use services like this
0: to support them.
3: Absolutely. That's absolutely brilliant, Bally. Thank you very much.
0: Well, that's all we've got time for today. Thank you very much for Bally for being with us. Hopefully she'll be back with us again. So if there is anything you would like Bally to cover with us, please get in touch with us. Um, Either comment at the bottom of the video or get um, in touch with us through the contact details in the episode guide. Thank you very much. See you again soon.
3: One Roof Financial LLP is an appointed representative of Primus Mortgage Network, a trading name of First Complete Limited, which is authorised and regulated by the Financial Conduct Authority. Your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on your mortgage. We usually charge a fee for mortgage advice. The amount of the fee will depend upon your circumstances and will be discussed and agreed with you at the earliest opportunity.